Welcome to the Booktopia podcast. I'm Shannon Lisa Prasad, Lifestyle uh, Category Manager, and I'm very excited and pleased today to be um, talking to uh, Elizabeth Hewson, aka Lizzie Hewson, about her amazing uh, new book, which is coming out very shortly, called Saturday Night Pasta. Lizzie, welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, firstly, congratulations. The book is absolutely beautiful. Um, I understand that it was uh, shot by Nikki Toe, one of Australia's uh, leading food uh, stylists and photographers, and uh, I think a good friend of yours. Is that right? Yeah, she's one of my best friends, and she did an amazing job. I was actually um, 33 weeks pregnant when we were shooting it. Wow. So, <laughs> and then for the cover shot, we shot it six weeks after I had my son. So she was incredibly patient and uh, generous with her time because, as you can imagine, um, <laughs> it was pretty testing. Yeah, that's amazing. I think I, I see in your acknowledgements at the end of the book that you do mention that when you um, were told that, yep, the book's going ahead, you, you also recently found out that you were pregnant. So you were creating two lives at the same time, a book and, yeah. uh, and a baby. Yeah, and, it, and it's been, um, yeah, a 2020, a year of two births. So because yeah. I feel like having a baby is, you know, almost, I mean, it's completely different, but similar in the sense of, um, you know, birthing a book as well, because it's sort of the long gestational period. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then... The, um, excitement when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so can I just ask, um, where, where did this idea for doing this book come from? Like, why, why this book? So I guess it didn't, I didn't mean to set out to write a book on this. And um, I have actually written a book before. It was called Moving Out, Eating In when I was about 12 years ago. Um, and I was going through a really anxious period at work. And well, actually just in life in general, I think I've always sort of struggled with anxiety, but it sort of gets a bit too much when I've got a lot on. And um, I think that pursuit of perfection uh, definitely follows me in work um, and, and work is really personal. So I was looking for something to do to, I guess, help deal with my anxiety. And, you know, I did a bit of yoga um, and meditation and everything they tell you um, that, that, you know, that helps. Yeah. And um, for me, I just couldn't get out of my head. <laughs> you know, I sit there doing a yoga pose and kind of, you know, wondering, oh, I should have done it that way or I forgot to do that or what's for dinner or uh, did she really say that? And so it, it didn't quite, um, I guess, help uh, cope with, with those thoughts yep. going on. And just one night uh, um, pre previously um, and one night I just wanted to make by myself and I just felt the and simple and I mean I remember the night so I, you know I, I can it's so ingrained and I just I didn't check my phone distracted um sort of it just felt like a therapy and I just kept yeah. a day night and my husband was traveling um to he was he was off like two weeks of a month to have a lot of time time on the weekends and um that's just what I would plan to do and it sort of developed into something I was actually working on another book idea I work in yep. I had another one sort of process of writing a book and I was working on that but it never felt really right and then someone said to me you know, a few people kept asking, what do you, what's the pasta? Can I have that recipe? And what, can you tell me about that? And then someone said, 
why aren't you writing a book on that? <laughs> and sort of that kind of, I was like, oh, so maybe this is something people would be interested in. And it's sort of a, um, yeah, I guess a, a therapy for a bit of a, mo a modern day food lover. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I really love about the book as well is that you do very, uh, take a lot of pains to explain to people that this is like not traditional Italian, this is your take on Italian. And it's all, every single recipe in the book. Yep, I, I could definitely make those, definitely make all of the pastas. I, I am a person that packet pasta, but um, <laughs> after reading through the book, I actually couldn't believe um, how simple it seems to me. So I, I really appreciate about the book and put pictures have an idea because I, th I think um, a lot of pasta books are wonderful and amazing but they do expect a certain really mm. get in and use it so why, why was it so important for you to more accessible um, a more accessible book oh thank you um well for me, I think people tend to overcomplicate things, and actually, that's just true in all, all aspects of life. <laughs> um, but pasta at its core is very, very simple, and of course, you can make it as complicated as you'd like. You know, you could add more eggs to the dough, add olive oil flat, you know, more a different ratio. You could add different ingredients and colors, and you know, you could continue. And I think um, restaurant pasta and and chefs and and people that you know, you see some amazing Instagram accounts of, of people making pasta and they're art. I mean, they really are. But at the crux of it, it is two ingredients and it really doesn't need to be more complicated than that. And I, you know, the first time I made pasta, it certainly wasn't amazing. And still to this day, you know, it's not the world's best pasta by any stretch of the imagination, but that's okay. And that's what I really wanted to stress that actually, this book, making pasta can be something to do. You don't have to be good at it, but you really can't, you know, stuff it up because you you need it. You The steps are simple in the sense that you're bringing two ingredients together and then rolling it out. And you could be, you know, you could do a complicated shape or you could just literally cut it and it would be noodles or roll it and it would be noodles. And I guarantee you it would taste great because you've, put the effort in to make something yourself and for me that was the important thing to get across it wasn't you know I think people don't want to do hobbies or doing something um different to what they normally do because people don't want to be bad at something yeah yeah you know and there's this fear yeah. um because everyone's trying to be so great and impress others but really I mean cooking uh, you know and pasta for me is one of the most simple things and um it's a and it's a joy so I wanted I wanted to make it simple and really break down um break it down for people and to be unapologetic about it so I'm glad and I'm glad you liked the photos because about it we wanted to shoot um every your view yep because I find that there's nothing more complicated than cool. Yes. So, trying to like, your brain's like, no, no, whether you've done the right thing. And absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely this book for anyone um, that, uh, of uh, food, but not so much uh, feeling confident about 
be feeling more confident after they um, yeah. cook out of it. And I very recently, so um, I haven't had time yet to cook, but I'm, I'm, and you, you show that there's two in my entire life that that's something that I would ever do because um, that was just for, you know, really, I guess, you know, I mean, we've had this time, you know, fortunately, to do more of these things. So um, the book really couldn't come at a better time when um, more ways to sort of expand. Um, so, so to say, so to speak. Ask about, um, you know, there's sort of two different kinds of that you're, um, that you're really uh, focused on, the egg, egg pasta and semolina pasta. Um, so can you just tell us a little bit about the, like, you know, what's different between the two? Why is, one yeah, called one, why is one called semolina pasta? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think for a lot of people, they didn't realise that pasta can be made without eggs. I mean, I for sure thought it was just an egg. You know, it had eggs in it. Pasta, I mean, there's the two main types of one egg and sort of, you know, very simply, if you break it down in Italy, it was from the north because it, tend, it was a wealthier, the um, flour and the semolina was from was traditionally a poorer region. Um, so packet pastas that you buy on a supermarket shelf don't. Have. Um, and then a lot, I mean, a lot just made with, with this particular type of flour mm -hmm. and water. So the difference is um, the egg dough is made with egg and, and and the semolina is a harder wheat flour and water. Um, so they're both pretty, you know, easy to put together and they're, sim they're exactly the same steps. It's about bringing two ingredients together. Um, and then one, the egg one, you tend to roll out, um, whether you do that by hand or I do it by machine because it just means that, you know, anyone can make an egg dough, whereas a hand is very traditionally rolled out. It takes experience and patience and knowledge. Um, whereas a semolina, you don't really have to roll it. I mean, you don't roll it out. There's a, some shapes that you, you do, um, but really it's about kneading it and then it's more... Um, about rolling into like a sausage shape and then going from there as opposed to running it through a machine or, yep, or by, yes, by... Which is what yeah. people are probably more familiar with to yeah, yeah, yeah. get and those long sheets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I actually prefer making semolina and water um, pasta, A, because it's really quick. I mean, you could... It comes together quicker and you don't have to work the flour. Um, and if you don't overneed it, you actually don't really need to rest it. Um, but also because the, it, it embraces irregularity and I am not perfect at making pasta. My shapes are certainly not perfect. Um, I can't cut a straight line. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't even walk in a straight line. So um, whereas as a, the semolina shapes, they do embrace that irregularity. And so, it, you know, you, whether you're rolling it with your, your thumb or um, rolling it out with your hands, um, I think there's a lot of forgiveness <laughs> in that shape uh which i think is what we all need um so that's great <laughs> totally <laughs> there was there was a, a quite early in the book there's um a, pa a little page there where you uh you put a word in that i've never heard before called uh pastatation 
Is that a word that you may have uh, come up with yourself? And can you tell yes. us what, <laughs> what that word means? I did. I made it up as a way as kind of <laughs> to uh, capture that meditation. So it was a, it's a bit tongue-in-cheek, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it was a way, I guess, as to... to to you know capture what the exercise is and what you know it, this is yoga and this is pastitation it's a way it's a meditation <laughs> <laughs> and then you sort of uh, also um, sort of talk about how you would do what you call Saturday night pasta in uh, which can be done um, I think you mentioned how how you would do it in a solo way and how you would do it in more of a friendship way so can you just talk about what are the what are the things that you feel are like essential for having a really good Saturday night pasta, pastitation experience? <laughs> so for me, the first time, the first couple of times I was making pasta, well, actually for a long time, I was doing it by myself. And a lot of people thought that was strange that I would put that much effort into making something when it was just me. Um, but for me, it was a really empowering experience and in extremely um, meditative extremely calming um so uh, and it was also a, a safe place to make mistakes it didn't matter if I stuffed up and unlike my you know unlike work where you know an error you know would be would be problematic like the worst thing that was going to happen to me is that I would have toast for dinner yeah. um so for me making pasta alone felt very safe but also very empowering and it meant that I gave a lot of value to it um and it, it felt really good um, so I would definitely encourage people to give it a go because, um, yeah, it, it's very nurturing. Um, in terms of the two experiences, one that I love to do when I'm solo is, is to make the effort. So, you know, really turn off my phone. Um, I am a Frank Sinatra and Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald <laughs> and I listen to it on non, um, on non repeat. Um, I'm sorry, on repeat. Um, I always pour a glass of wine, and I think that's a very Italian thing. When I lived there, my friend would say to me, "Oh, you, you know, you can't cook without a glass of wine. You can't cook without a glass of wine." So that's very much part of the experience. Um, and then I just take the time. I you know, put the water on the boil. I don't rush. It doesn't matter what time I'm eating. I take, you know, I walk through the steps slowly. I really enjoy the experience. Um, and yeah, it's a really calming, calming environment. Um, for a group, that's obviously different because you've got people around. Yeah. Um, you tend to be chatting and, and laughing and you don't want to be, you know, a really late dinner. So I like to get all the kind of ingredients ready and prepped there um, and have a few steps done so it's not as overwhelming and I get stressed out if people are standing around the bench but then to get everybody involved in it so that everybody's rolling and you know making pasta together around the bench and it is lots of fun yeah um, yeah and that's sort of you know the, the music's going as well and a few nibbles because you don't want people to get hungry <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I've, I've got, when I'm solo, I sort of wing it a little bit and decide, you know, throw something in the sauce. I'm not really, um, exactly measuring anything, which actually I don't do anyway with pasta. I was trying to encourage people to, you know, really feel their way through, through a recipe to use it as a guide, um, because you can take those sort of, um, you, you don't have to be as precise as say baking. Um, you know, if you add a bit more olive oil or, you know, some chilli or add a different herb 
be in. Um, you know, as long it, it's not going to make it make a difference. I think pasta is really forgiving, which actually works really well with the whole philosophy. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And there are so many um, wonderful uh, recipes for not just the pastas, but also for the sauces to go with the pasta. What would be your, um, oh, what's your go-to? What is your, I mean, I know that all, there's so many wonderful recipes in there, but what is your, is, is there one sort of particular favourite go-to recipe that, um, that is like, if you just had one, one thing that you could make forever, that's what you'd make? I look, I don't think you can go past a kind of a puttanesca or a metrachana, which is basically guanciale, tomato, chili, and a bit of pepper, um, and a puttanesca, which I have a um a white puttanesca in, in, in the book, which I love, which is just anchovies, capers and olives and a bit of breadcrumbs, because they're the ingredients that I have always on hand. Yep. Um so for me, there's something um, really, you know, it's great to be able to pull, to walk into your pantry or fridge, grab it and cook dinner in 15 minutes. There's, there's sources that don't require, um, a, you know, to go and do a shop or um, take a lot of time either, um, but they're, they're full of flavour. Um, and I'm an anchovy fiend, so that's why something like a, um, a puttanesca works really well. Um, yeah, yeah. So they're probably, yeah, they would be my two favourites because they're just so simple and easy and quick and um, really satisfying. Great. There's one, there was one that um, uh, recipe in the book that I was, I was like, oh, that was really interesting. I had never, ever thought of doing something like that, which was the, um, the sort of curry style of um uh, of a uh, sauce for the pasta can you can you talk a little bit about what the inspiration behind behind that recipe was it's funny because i would agree with you um, <laughs> <laughs> so when we were growing up there was a pasta shop um where we lived that all of us after school would go there and 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 meet after school and um have afternoon tea and it was all pastas made up i mean the thought now just <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> yeah yeah and then they would microwave the, Ooh, the pasta yeah. up i know yeah. i know i know um but there was this one there that was literally called butter chicken pasta and i never ate it i didn't like it but my sister loved it um and actually a lot of my friends loved it and then um, I was reading, a, well, two years ago or something, I was reading Anna um, Del Conto's book and she talks about this chicken curry pasta. And I think because Venice was actually a gateway for the spice trade. Um, and I thought, oh, that, that's interesting. It reminded me of that. And then I went to one of my favourite Sydney restaurants, Alberto's Lounge, and um, the chef was doing a tripe in this almost, I mean, butter chicken kind of flavoured sauce. And so I just got thinking about it and it's just a hint of spice through it. And it actually, with the cream, there's a bit of cream in the tomato, so it kind of makes a bit of a pink sauce. It actually balances really well. Um, so that's sort of where the inspiration came. And I really enjoyed it. I mean, both me and my husband, it's another quick one to do. Um, and I think with the recipes, I mean, as you said, there's, there are a lot of pasta books out there. There's a lot of Italian books out there. And so I wanted, you know, I didn't want it to just be another kind of tomato, uh, tomato sauce recipe um, and create something that was still really tasty, but a, a different way of looking at it. Um, 
I think, you know, obviously Italians are very traditional um, and, you know, I wouldn't want to offend anyone with sort of my take on things, but, you know, we are in Australia and it is a very, uh, there is a wide lens on food and different cuisines here. And I think people are very open to trying different things. Um, but, I mean, it's definitely not, you know, an Indian curry on pasta by any means. <laughs> but There's it is. Cuisine, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but it's just a really, um, I guess, subtle spice that um, is a nice contrast to the creaminess um, of the tomato and the acid in the tomato. Yeah, just a different way of cutting through the flavours. Um, yeah. The other one, the other, the other pasta sauce that I found really interesting was one which was basically um, chicken gravy. Yes. And I was like, that, that is, that is a pasta for me, 100%. <laughs> that is my favourite um, recipe of the book. Oh, really? Well, there you go. Well, I'm very pleased. Can you, um, I mean, everyone's going to have to go and get the book for themselves so they can make it, but um, can you just tell us a little bit about um, how, you, uh, about, yeah, what the, what a, what a chicken, a chicken gravy pasta is. <laughs> I know it sounds awful. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, chicken gravy always sounds good to me. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> so I lived in um, Italy for a year. I studied my master's over there in food culture. And I lived in a region, um, well, in Piemonte. And um, with the, the town that I lived in, it was famous for a dish called um, bolito misto, which is essentially boiled meats. And it's all different types of cuts. Um, and they're all boiled together and it creates the most amazing gravy sauce um, and all this stewed meat. So traditionally, the meat is served with a kind of a salsa verde um, on the side, and then the broth is served with um, annulotti del plin, um, which is a folded pasta. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I mean, the sauce, it's so unctuous and delicious, and it is by far my favourite pasta dish in the whole entire world. But it takes ages, and um, I, I'm not too fond of bolito misto in its you know, eating all the different meats and all the offal and the textures. Um, so I would never make it at home. And so I was thinking one day, I was really missing that time in Italy. And I was thinking one day, how can I recreate that? That's not going to, you know, I'm going to be five hours over a stove um, and buy, or, you know, literally the whole cow. And um, I thought, you know, I thought about chicken and the deliciousness of chicken gravy and the, the sauce. Um, and so I thought, you know, I wonder if I, I um, cook some chicken thighs and the skin and see and then make that into a bit of a, a stock that covers a pasta. I think that would be really delicious. And so I did and it was just so comforting. <laughs> um, oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, really. It was, it's, yeah, it's one of my favourites. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's great because that's definitely, um, I was, I was reading an electronic uh, copy of, of the book I'm waiting for my, uh, uh, you know, when the book comes out to get my physical copy. Um, so I couldn't uh, like put little uh, marks in it, but that's definitely one that I'm going to be remembering to, to make. Um, the other one that I thought was we had a really interesting, um, you know, sort of, uh, oh, your inspiration was there was a, a clam, um, a pasta of clams that you said, you know, if anyone has ha eaten the clam pizza at Bella Bruda, which I'm so sorry, listeners, if you're not in Sydney and haven't been um, able to eat that pizza, then you're really missing out. And hopefully when you're allowed to travel again, you'll be able to um, go and eat that pizza. But um, how did you um, sort of come to sort of, you know, taking inspiration from something that's on a pizza and turning it into something that works with a, a pasta? Yeah, it is a very good, very good pizza and it's my local, so... <laughs> Yeah. It's dangerous. Um, 
So I think spaghetti vongole is probably one of the most favorite pasta recipes. And um, it in its, you know, it's so simple in its simplicity. It's garlic, chili, parsley, and clams. Um, and there are a, a thousand different versions of that. So I didn't want to just include you know that exact um recipe and give it a bit of a uh, my own i guess touch of it and um i was eating the pizza and it's this kind of briny creamy um and then a bit of that fermented chili um spice and i thought actually you could do that with a spaghetti vongole so i went and got some fermented chili and then added butter um, to the sauce as well and that's really the only tweak in it mm-hmm. um but it does have a slightly different i guess end finish to it um so yeah just to give it my version and, it, and it's delicious yeah and it's nice to have inspiration from a pizza <laughs> I should have put a warning at the beginning of this podcast to only listen to this podcast if you have already eaten um, because otherwise <laughs> you're going to be listening to it and, and be very, very hungry. Uh, just to, just to, as we sort of finish up, I just really wanted to um, just to get your ideas of uh, what, what are some of the, um, you know, for a bit, say, a beginner pasta maker, what are, what are some of the, um, the things that people should look out for or, you know, what are the sort of the um, most common mistakes people make that they could, you know, they could avoid when, um, when making the, either the pasta or, or the sauce? I think the most common mistake is people want to overcomplicate it or go, or do something that's a, you know quite a difficult shape. Now, um, I have for a reason only chosen really simple simple shapes, but there's definitely a bit of a scale, and I actually put in the because I've classed them as exercises. Um, <laughs> I have put a bit of a scale sort of, you know, easy to, to medium. Um, I don't go past that. Um, but people always want to do field pastas, which to me, I mean, they're delicious. And I think once you've got an understanding of pasta, then that's great. But they're also, it's not the easiest shape. And I think there's more room to go wrong, which is actually why I didn't include um, gnocchi in there because I think a kneading of a gnocchi dough, you know, one extra knead and you can end up with a clumpy mess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So again, this book is meant to be really approachable and not stress anyone out. Um, But yeah, so I think people tend to want to do something. They start off with it either a challenging shape or a source where there's there's things that could go wrong um so my if it's your first time making pasta just stick to something super easy um whether that's a super easy dough um and it's just a a cavatelli which in its in its essence is just rolling around your thumb and hollowing out that's really really easy and again you're not you don't i think it's really hard to stuff up a dough i think everybody can need a pasta dough um and or rolling out like a tagliatelle because essentially you just roll it and then cut it um and then to do it a simple sauce it's something that's not yeah not going to stress you out um i think that's the biggest mistake i see people over committing and then they get frustrated and anxious yeah. and um you know there's all these finger acrobats doing folded pastas um so i think get get an understanding get the basics start to feel the dough see what it looks like and then you can move on to onto things and i think that's one of the things i say in the book is start here but you know this by all means is not the 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 end pasta book i mean please like move on there's some (laughs) fantastic books out there (laughs) so i think that's that's the hardest one that's the biggest mistake i mean yep keep it simple (laughs) yeah 
Um, well, I'm very pleased to say that this is um, definitely a book that um, will be up there with the pastor books um, that people will be making sure they have on their, on their shelves. So thank you so much um, for joining us to talk about the book today. And uh, for everyone listening, you can order your copy of Saturday Night Pasta by Elizabeth Hewson um, at the Booktopia website uh, right now. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia. Australia's local bookstore at booktopia.com.au